I want to invite your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and I will <clears throat> only read for your hearing verses 23 through 26, as we will shortly receive the Lord's Supper, but 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 23 through 26. And when you have it, say, I have it. Amen. You always should have your Bibles. Matter of fact, if you need a Bible, uh, the Bible is the written, spoken word of God. Either the Bible will keep you from sinning or sin will keep you from the Bible. Amen. And before I was saved and I mess around happen to be in the hotel room, the first thing I do, I get rid of that Gideon Bible because I was there for the wrong reasons. But now going on 45 years since I've been saved with Sister McClendon with me in the room, I opened Gideon. I wish I had some, all right. <laughs> Either the Bible will keep you from sinning or sin will keep you from the Bible. You don't find winos drinking and, and reading the Bible. Amen. 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 Because this book is sharp and alive. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. Let's read out loud together. When you get a chance later on, they read all of this. But let's read verses 23 through 26. All right? Let's read. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show forth the Lord's death till he come. Amen. The grass withereth, the flower faded, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I want to tag this text, uh, Christian's unity in the Lord's Supper. Christian unity in the Lord's Supper. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord and repeat after me, Christian unity in the Lord's Supper. Turn and ask your neighbor, say, let's stay together. Amen. 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 This past week, as I've previously referred to at our National Congress in Kansas City, Missouri, our theme uh, is and was that we may all be one. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. And then in a couple of weeks, on July the 16th, as been mentioned, we will celebrate our Men and Women Day together. And that theme is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Uh, the fact that men and women working together 
to build God's kingdom. And uh, don't ever forget, it's all about God's kingdom. It's about the kingdom of God. It's not about St. James. It's not about McClendon. It's not about you. It's all about his kingdom. In Luke chapter 11 and verse 2c, when Jesus was teaching his disciples the disciples' prayer, he said, and thy kingdom come. Everything we do have a kingdom focus. So today we launch and start off our, our kingdom series, our KFC series. Not Kentucky Fried Chicken, but our kingdom-focused church. Because everything we do is for the kingdom. It's about his kingdom. And you cannot have a kingdom without having a king. And his name is Jesus. And he haven't left the building. Amen. See, one of the central purposes of the Lord's Supper is to bring us together in unity. 1 Corinthians 10, 17 says, For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. The New Testament church was literally birthed out of prayer and unity. Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, we were all in one place on one accord. And see, the devil hates unity. Amen. The devil hates to see us getting along. Amen. Rotten the king was right. Can we all just get along? Because the devil knows the power of unity. That's why I call, and everybody know I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan, but I have to tip my hat to that Golden State Warrior. I call it my Golden State Warrior motif. Because whether you like them or not, they play together as a unit. They check their egos at the door. Because there is no I in team. And neither is there I in church. And uh, the old preacher used to tell us, if you don't have but two teeth in your head, they look better together. Amen. <laughs> amen. Somebody help me here. Amen. That, amen. Because, because the devil knows the power of unity. Amen. The devil knows what happens when people come together in Jesus' name. That's why the devil is always trying to sow seeds of discord among us, among your family. Good to see this family here, family reunion. You know some families can't come together. There are some families that won't come together. And there are some families that shouldn't come together. Because <laughs> you know what's going to happen Saturday evening. <laughs> Somebody with a fearful whiskey going to sow some discord. Amen. But how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. They're setting the mood for the sermon. Amen. Unity. Amen. Amen. Because they're power in togetherness. A little boy walking through the woods one night. He was a boy scout one evening. And a woman was drowning in the lake. 
So being a Boy Scout, he runs up trying to save the little girl. Because no Boy Scout, be prepared. Runs up trying to save the woman. Runs up and she's hollering, help, help, save me. I'm drowning. So he reaches in and grabs her by the arm. And he pulls on the arm. The arm was fake. It came off. She kept hollering, help, help, save me. I'm drowning. So he reaches in and grabs her by the leg. Uh, it too was fake and it came off. She kept hollering, help, help, save me, I'm drowning. So he reached in by that time, only thing he could grab was, yeah, her hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it too. <laughs> and as Big Mama said, he yanked on it and pulled it up and hair came off. And she kept hollering, help, help. Save me, I'm drowning. At this time, the little boy was so frustrated. He said, listen, woman, if you stay together long enough, I'll save you. Amen. And we can learn how to stay together long enough. Amen. God can save us. Too many people leave too soon. God want to say, well, three things here briefly I want to lift up. What is the Lord's Supper? The Lord's Supper, very simply, is the Lord's Supper is a meal that Jesus had with his disciples the night before he was crucified. Jesus commanded them to continue celebrating the supper. The Lord's Supper is not a common meal. And when you read the rest of 1 Corinthians 11, he said, if you're hungry, eat at the house. But it, it's not a, it is a time of fellowship, a time of reflection, a time of remembering, and a time of spirituality. The Lord's Supper uh, is related to how Christians understand who Jesus is and his earthly ministry. Uh, understand the meaning and the importance of the Lord's Supper in the life of the church will help us better understand the life and the ministry of Jesus. That's one thing, trying to get people. See, Lyle Schaller says it's easy to attract people to church, but it's hard to get people involved. And when you understand the Lord's Supper, Jesus served, and we too are to serve. Then secondly, why do why do Christians celebrate the Lord's Supper? Well, very simply, we do it because Jesus told us to do it. That's why we do it. Amen. See, if you want to be blessed... Be obedient. To the unsaved, they don't get it. See, unsaved folk still don't get it. They want an explanation. But we do it because Jesus told us to do it. Amen. That's why we do it. That's why we tithe. Because Jesus told us to tie. That's why we do it. Matthew 23 and 23. He never said stop tithing. 
And that's why we do. That's why believers, see, the world don't understand us and stop trying to explain spiritual things to your ungodly family members. They'll never get it. That's why we come to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday, and every other chance we get. Why? Because Jesus told us to come. And in your coming, in your obedience, you get deliverance. <laughs> That's why we do it. That's why we do it. Why? Because he said, do it. You don't have no problem. People don't try to talk you out of going to H-E-B. Amen. Most times, folk don't try to talk you out of going to the clubs. But you mentioned you going to church. And you always got some snagger told dude talking about, well, you know you go to church too much. I had a cool one time. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't come to God. And matter of fact, the average Christian is here less than four hours a week. Oh, uh, duh. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, let's get your pen. All right, okay. First of all, that's 168 hours in a week. All right, 168 Now, if you come to church on Sunday morning, if you come to church school, it's 9 to 10. How many hours is that? One. Okay. Sarah start at 10. If you get here on time, okay, so 10, let's say the 12, how many hours are that? That's two more. So two plus one equals three. And there's 168 hours in a week. You've been here an hour, <laughs> And you're talking about that's too much. <laughs> See, Mary said to the disciples in John chapter 2, verse number 5, his mother said unto the servant, whatever he say unto you, do it. First John 5, 3 said, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. So if you want to be blessed, obey why some of you are going to be scratching the rest of your life Christian because you don't tie you keep trying to look for some kind of give me get rich quick scheme no just bring all the tithes into the storehouse and he'll handle the rest stop trying to understand it and just do it celebrate his supper because he told us to do it <laughs> amen thank the lord amen hallelujah Trying to figure out too much. Got too many smart folk now. Just because we go to college and pass by, all of a sudden all of us are experts in ecclesiastical theology. Amen. I'm still trying to figure out how a black cow can eat green grass and give white milk. And if you churn it, it'll turn yellow. Don't even bring up how a television work. Don't even bring up how an engine work. Don't even bring up how a computer work. And you trying to understand God? Just do it. That's why we do it. 
Do it for no show. We do it because he said for us to do it. And in our doing, we get our blessing. Amen. Trying to explain to a sinner why he goes. Sinner want to come to church? Amen. He want to get in and get out as soon as he can. Because we worship him. See, sinner, the devil want to, oh Lord, don't praise God. Hey, hey, hey. Y'all shut up. But we do it because he told us. That's why we men love our wives the way Christ loved the church. Sometimes they get on our nerves. But we do it because he said. Well, bless his name. That's why you wives submit to your own husband. You really don't want to. Your mama told you that. But you do it. Because there's a blessing. And obeying what the Lord said do. And that's why some of you won't be blessed because you're hard-headed. Amen. Now, you know I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. That's who I'm talking to. Hard-headed. Know what you're doing is wrong. See, God ain't going to bless no mess. I don't care how you try to paint it and put a bow tie on it. A pig is still a pig. Amen. And the only thing pigs are good for is dinner. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. And so we do the Lord's Supper because he said do it. Well, bless his name. That's why we do it. Amen. Stop trying to explain spiritual things to ungodly folk. They will never get it until they get saved. And once they get saved, yes! Because it's the blessing in obedience when we obey uh, the Lord. Amen. That's why I keep y'all pray for me. Keep trying to tell these young women, if you want a husband, stop jumping to bed before you get married. Just save your little self. We know your heart. Just save your little self. <laughs> and they won't know why you can't keep nobody. You jumping in the bed. No wed, no bed, no contract, no contact. They ain't going to change. So we do it because God said do it. And may want to tell some of your family members, some of your co-workers, the reason why I haven't cursed you out is not because I'm afraid of you. I just live in obedience because Jesus told me to be quiet. Tell your neighbor, I can curse too. Tell him, I can. But I don't do it because he said, shut up. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. So we do it simply because he commanded. You want to know why I'm preaching? I'm not preaching for the money, for all y'all think. Oh, no, no. Listen, I made more, more money on the weekend with my ungodly brother and I in third ward, I mean fifth ward in Houston on Jensen Drive than I will preaching for several weeks. But I preach because I'm saved and he told me to do it. That's why some of you are doing what you're doing. You'll never get paid enough to do this. We do it because Jesus told us to do it. Well, bless his name. Amen. Steph Curry just signed a contract, 200 something million dollars for playing basketball. Ain't nobody said nothing. But give a preacher $2. That's just too much, children. That's just. All our money gone. <laughs> oh, God. 
He commanded. We do it because he told us to do it. Then thirdly and finally, why, why, what does it mean? What, well, the Lord's Supper, when we come, it means worship. It is a way to worship our Christ and thank him for his work of grace. See, see every, every, every saint knows we thank God for his work of grace. Because he looked beyond our faults and so. And he gave us grace. We know we should be in hell right now, but God looked beyond our faults and saw our need and gave us grace. And then along with grace, he gave us mercy. <laughs> and he gave us love and salvation. That's why when we participate in the Lord's Supper, we worship him with a spirit of gratitude. Ain't nobody got to tell me to say amen. I'm a, I woke up, matter of fact, I went to bed last night, amen. And I woke up this morning with my, my mind stayed on Jesus. You can tell religious folk, because see, religious folk think they deserve it. See, some of y'all think, no, you don't deserve nothing but hell. Because all have sinned. And that's why we worship him. That's why, Lord, it should have been me. I should have been, but you, you gave me another chance. Worship, amen, worship. When the, when the Christian learned how, again, the power of worship, Isaiah said uh, in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord. That's power in worship. It's power in coming that we, we worship him. Man, you, amen. If, let me break it down to you like this. Let me break it down to you like this. Uh, how many here today owe somebody some money? Anybody here in debt that's not ashamed, but you ain't got to tell me how much to whom. All right. Let me see here, because some of y'all are so deep in debt you can't pay attention. Let me see how many. All right. All right. Now get this. Now get this. Now get this. Now get this. Now, how many raise your hand? In debt. Now get this. Soon as church over with, you get a text saying, say, let's say, let's pick a number how deep you're in debt. Let's say you're in debt, uh, let's say a million dollars. Okay. Let's say two million. All right. And you sitting up here this morning, can't pay attention with your broke sale. All right. Say that. Can't park your car in your driveway because you know what's going to happen. Can't answer the telephone. <laughs> Thank God for call ID. <laughs> you know, see. And then this morning, you $3 million in debt. After church, you get a text that's saying, all of your debts been paid. You are debt free. So the first thing you want to find out, once you come to, because you're going to faint. Oh! Somebody, somebody pay off your bills and you got, you got a lot of black folk talking about they not emotional Let's, yes you are, let somebody pay off your bills you'll run around this church till you get musty, amen don't talk all that foolish oh, somebody pay off all your bills and when you come to, the first thing you want to know is what, who did it why, because I want to thank them For paying off my debts. That's what happens when we worship him. When we do the Lord's Supper. It reminds us that he paid a debt that he didn't owe. For us, a debt we could not pay. And that's why anytime we think about it, we may break out in a spontaneous hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We worship him for paying off our debt. 
Woo, amen. Oh, let me know. Thank you. Amen. Some of y'all never been, y'all, some of y'all never lost. Y'all just, but there's some of us. <laughs> amen. We just, Lord, thank you. Amen. We, and every time I see the Lord, something, I, I worship him. I worship him. I worship him. That, that little boy you saw him from Mount Enterprise, that dude was messed up. Amen. And I worship him, man. I want to kill some folk. I will. Before I got saved, I worship him. Amen. Then also the Lord's Supper is a witness. It's a witness. When we participate in the Lord's Supper, it's a witness to others that he died for our sin. Thank you, Sister Octave. He died for our sin. Buried him, but he rolled the third day morning. So when we Christians come to church, we're not coming to a funeral. <laughs> we're coming to a celebration. Hey, we come into a, a spiritual party. Because he lives. And not only he lives, he's coming back again. So when we, amen, that's why we're not looking for the Undertaker, we looking for the upper taker because he's coming back again, buddy. That's the blessed hope of the believer. This world is not our home, <laughs> amen. I'm looking one day, I'm gonna die. I hope the Lord let me live at least as long as my mother lived. She was 92. I'm hoping He let me live as old as my mother in law. My mother in law is 97, still living. Hope I live, but I know one day if he's tired, that's gonna be an obituary written for me. But he's coming back again. We on our way to a place where we'll never grow. <laughs> We're on our way to a place of no more social security. We're on our way to a place to no more Medicaid and Medicare. He is coming back again. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He's coming back. He's coming back for the believers. We're going to be with him. That's what to an unsaved man, that's boring. What y'all going to do in heaven? See, to the unsaved, well, we going to praise his name for him. Well, that's all y'all going to do. Yeah. Ain't going to be no dominoes there. No, no dominoes. <laughs> Tupac won't be there now. Won't be no Tupac. And all eyes on me. Won't be on. <laughs> all eyes going to be on him. Won't be. God bless his name. Amen. And when we receive the Lord's Supper, it's a witness. He said, do it until I return. Some of y'all too earthbound to be in the, in the heavenly good. Get all, stop getting all worked up over Trump and all the rest of the Trumps and Tramps and everybody else. This world, not our home. And sometimes y'all think yourself into a shout that we're going to a place of no more cemeteries. No more saying goodbye to our loved one. No more going to the doctors. No more medication. He is coming back again. It's a witness. He's coming back again. Then the Lord's Supper also, it means service. Every chance we get to serve, we get a chance to serve. Shortly, our deacons going to be serving. We're going to be serving you. That's all we call to do. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, all of us can be great because all of us can serve. 
And it reminds us how our Lord Jesus served us. He said, let the, let the, let the greatest among you be the servant. The testimony of a towel, John 13. He took a towel and washed his disciples' nasty feet. And he wasn't setting up no ordinance. He was just saying, if I'm being your master, can wash your feet. You ought to be able to humble yourself and wash your brother's feet. In other words, you, be, you are blessed as you serve others. The reason some people are not being blessed, they are not serving. They go to church, and that's all they do. Just go to church and go home. Go church. Go home. Go to church. Hear this wonderful pastor preach. I'm just saying what people... <laughs> Hear this great choir sing, this, that's it. And then they go home. <laughs> go to church. Go. But if you really want to add some spark to your walk with Christ, start finding a place to serve. Because we are blessed by our service. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while this day, the night coming when no man can work. So it reminds us we do it because he served us and he's still serving. And you won't grow unless you serve. When I go, when I go to Planet Fitness and they see me over there pumping their arms. <laughs> okay, well, maybe not me. Some other guys who be... <laughs> <laughs> I noticed I noticed I noticed these fellows who gonna sing shortly. They got some shotgun. One old boy said, I'm here and I bought my guns. Well see, you don't get no guns by just looking at the weights. You don't you don't get in shape like Reverend Clemens can run twenty-six miles before breakfast. You don't do that just sitting around watching TV all day. But you got to get up and move. And the more you move, the more you can move. That's the same way with Jesus. The more you serve him, the more you want to serve. And the more you serve him, the more you want to serve. And the more you serve him, the more he blesses you to keep on serving over and over again. When we do the Lord's Supper, it reminds us we ought to be serving each other in the spirit of Christ. Ain't no big eyes and little U's. We remember all of us are the same at the feet of Christ. We serve because he served us. What did he do? What did Jesus do? He came down and died on a cross for you. Next time you feel like you are unimportant, go by Calvary. He died for you. And they buried him. They thought they were finished with him, but they buried him. But he didn't stay dead. On the third day, he rose with all power in his hand. Power to live right. And so you can serve. That's why we do the Lord's Supper. He told us to do it. We do it because we remember him. And remember that one day, he's coming back again. And then you start telling other folk about Christ. A lot of folk are so skeptical. And I'm finished you know what? Austin is a hedonistic, sadistic, lascivious, uh, a sexually jacked up city. <laughs> Amen. 
but it's a great place to witness. The darker it is, the brighter your light. And our children just got through with the vacation Bible school. Let your light shine. It's a good opportunity to serve the Lord by letting your light shine. Before men, they may see your good works and glorify your father. That's why we do what we do. He told us to do it. And we do it in remembrance, not of B.W., not of St. James, but we do it in remembrance of him. And his name is Jesus. And all the people said what? Amen.